Welcome back to Last Call with Jamie and Christian. This is your producer, James Santor from 3-2 Strategies, reminding you that this is part two of Will's episode with Jamie. Make sure to give a listen to part one before tuning into this one. And as always, make sure to follow us at Speakeasy for Sports. Thank you for supporting Last Call. What were the early years like with Shaka before we got there? Well, you know, I knew Shaka. We had worked together at Clemson. Uh, He had actually replaced Nickelberry, who we talked about earlier. And so... Uh, Shaka and I had worked together at, at Clemson and he was coming from Florida. And so it was, uh, it was unique, you know, Mike Rhodes, who's the head coach now, um, he was, he was hired. And then, uh, we had Mike Jones, uh, as well, who was, uh, came from, came from Georgia. So, uh, you know, it was different. It was different from not being in the academic world. It was, it was fun. It was, you know, we were all young. Shaka was really young at that point. We were really young. Uh, we had an unbelievably su- supportive administration, which is I've, you know, as I've kind of gone through this more, you realize how lucky you are sometimes with the administrations that you have, and that's an extremely, extremely important piece to um, to being able to win or give yourselves the best opportunities to win. And I thought we had a great camaraderie with the administration there, and I thought, you know, we it was uh, it was just it was fun. Yeah, I mean, we can tell the story. The story is a great story. Um, it's like me, you, me, you and Morel walking to practice. That's right. We're right outside that subway. Yeah. You know, like Shaka used to be able to walk to practice. We used to walk to practice with him, but then after the final four, he could only drive to practice. Yeah, he cause... drove, he had his little park, <laughs> private parking spot in the back there. All us peons. We were lucky he'd let us ri- ride with him, but most days we walked if the weather was. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're, we're getting back from, I think we got back from Charleston. Is that right? Yeah, uh, we get back from Charleston. We're walking back. I think we've just lost to Seton Hall and Georgia Tech, and we barely Western escaped Kentucky. Western Kentucky in like an 11 a.m. tip off in the, at the, in the buzzer, consolation game. Yeah, at the buzzer. I think we're sitting at one and five, maybe two and five. We weren't that bad. I think we were like yeah, like two and three or something. It was yeah. We it wasn't. This was coming off the Final Four year, so it wasn't exactly what everybody was expecting. It felt bad. It felt like it felt like the 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 sun and the stars were falling. Correct. We're. I think I want to say we were two and five. Okay, you probably you, you remember it better than me. You're probably right. Um, but you know, I'm a, I'm now a storyteller, so I over exaggerate. All right. So we're we're two and five, and we're walking down, and you're like, shit, two and five. We'll be lucky to get the thirteen wins this year. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and the way you said it was so funny. We just started like we were just like uh like you know we were laughing because it was like it was a tough part of the year. Like we had all these young guys that ended up being really talented NBA players, um, but they hadn't figured it out nearly close enough yet. Right. And so we're sitting there and saying, we're lucky to get the thirteen you the thirteen fucking wins this year, right? So then you know then yeah, I was two I months was the most someone called me negative. I was the most realistic one on staff. Everybody else had their head in the sand. So then two months later, you know we're walking down, and, and you can chime in on this part. Yeah, two months later we're walking down, and we've I mean we've gone on a huge winning streak. I don't even know what our and I I looked at Brown and I said twenty two and six. Yeah, man, we'll take that. 
and I was just telling him, remember how far we had come. And any, it, anyway, it just became like, a, I guess, just a line. Like everybody be like, oh shit, you know, that's everybody just kind of used that. But oh yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was something else. That was a, that was a fun year. I think we, uh, we ended up going the NCAA. We ended up winning the CAA tournament that year. <laughs> that was when Troy Daniels hit all those free throws late against uh, yeah. Drexel when Drexel was the one. So, yeah, we ended up winning the CAA tournament that year, which was yeah. incredible. And going to turn, and th- then we won. Uh, we beat Wichita in the <laughs> CAA tournament, didn't we? Yeah, we had 29 wins. I think the most wins in VCU. <laughs> <before. laughs> we beat Wichita, and then we lost to Indiana in a game we actually played really well. Well, she really hit one at the buzzer because I didn't yeah. get him at William & Mary. Uh, he picked Indiana over us and Stanford. So, you know, the ones you don't get do come back to get you. That's right. No, it, it, so it's just an amazing time. Like, I remember, it's like you said that, and then we didn't lose for two months. <laughs> yeah, we didn't lose for forever. Um, and it was like just such an amazing year because the pressure is the highest, but we really, like, rallied around one another you know, as a staff, I thought that was like the most fun year, not just because we didn't lose for two months. I mean, that's always fun too, but I've been a part of teams where we didn't do that before too, you know, before, but that year, just the energy that we had as a unit was really special. Oh yeah. That's, that's a really underrated uh, piece to really what made it work at VCU, but what makes it work anywhere is your cohesion with your staff. And you know, that as the head coach is like, having everybody on the same page, having everybody, you're not going to agree on everything, but I can say the, the cohesion we had as a staff at, at VCU with you. And, you know, after you left to go to Mount St. Mary's with Jeremy, I mean, just with Morell and Kyle and Mike, I mean, everybody, like it was, it was as, uh, I think all of us, I think you would agree with this. I think all of us since then have been like, why can't we recreate that? No doubt. Like, like you always go back to why can't, you know, why can't we recreate? And it wasn't perfect by any means, but it was, I mean, it was just, it was, it was just unique. It was, it was, um, it was really, really cool. And uh, that's why we're all still, you know, close to this day and still talk, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it was, you know, and it kind of spoils you. I, I guess, you know, I was a young assistant. I was in my twenties and I guess I just, I thought that's how it was everywhere. And then you realize like, man, this was kind of like utopia. This isn't how it is everywhere. Like this is, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. So you're coming from Harvard and you guys are rebuilding that thing. I'm coming from William Mary where I've seen the mist of rebuilding that thing. And so I think our level of gratitude for the things that we had, they were also at an all time high. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I remember, we were complaining about walking to practice, but we loved it every day. So. That was a good uh, part of the day. Get some fresh air and, walk uh you know go down to the art building turn right go past that little pizza joint go to franklin <laughs> street turn left and hop in the gym it's like one of the few jobs where i felt like i could i'll be honest it's one of the few jobs where i felt like i could just be the best version of myself every day oh yeah we had great i mean just everybody was in the office trying to help each other talk to each other and, we had and limited was, distraction like it was like get you get the guys better bring in good players like it was like right. that and everybody know. nobody cared about the credit you know just all the stuff that you run into on a lot of staffs like we didn't we didn't uh we didn't have that and we were very uh we were very very fortunate yeah, it was, it was, uh, I know I was excited coming in there and, and having a chance to work with Rhodes, who I, I'd known for a really long time and having a chance to work with you. I just felt like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be crazy. It was, I, I will say this, so my first two weeks, you, you guys didn't speak to me. 
so, we did not at all. <laughs> it was so weird. I only took only the GAs talk to me. Oh, me and Maturo, um, Morel, <laughs> you know. So it was so weird. I was like, all right, like maybe this is a little different, you know. Like I walked in, I was like, hey guys, you know. I mean, yeah, we're probably you know just I mean? feel, we're probably just feeling you out. <laughs> but you know, my energy is different too. Once we I'm once like, once we realized how good you were going to be on our flag football team, <laughs> we, we knew we had to uh, we, we 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 knew we had to bring you in the fold. No, I, I remember the first time I was like, you know, we were ordering food into the office or whatever. And I was like, hey, Will, like, what do you want to get? You know, I think it was Lee's chicken or something. And, yeah. uh, and you're like, yeah. And then we sat down and ever after that, we got like some sweet tea, some chicken and some, some apple pie. <laughs> you know the weight of my heart. <laughs> we just started rapping. And then, you know, later on I came in and I'm like, you know, we got the GAs, we got everybody. And this is probably right when school starts. We had like, incredible GAs too. Oh, amazing. I mean, how many of these guys are coaches? I mean, so one of these guys is like a, a, a TikTok star now. <laughs> like, we got everything. Uh, we had a, we had an interesting conglomerate, but it all, it worked. Yeah. So we get to, you know, here's the things that like, you know, when you try to bring things to a staff, you know, like you guys were pretty established. We had just come out of the final four. Um, I remember coming in and it was like September and we got this email about flag football. And everywhere I've been, we'd always played flag football with the students because I feel like it's just a great way to connect. Um, and it's a great way to connect as a, as a staff. And I remember coming in and being like, what do you guys think? Like, you guys want to play some flag football? <laughs> and, uh, and Rhodes was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no. Shock was very mad that we were, just, that we were even thinking about doing it. But you were juiced about it. Morel was juiced about it. Donnie Lynn was juiced about it. The GAs were juiced about it. Roos was the most juiced about it. Yeah, Roos is juiced about it. (laughs) Shaka would be really upset if he knew we had the GAs making play sheets for our wristbands during during office hours. I don't even know if he knows that to this day. (laughs) It was just such an amazing time. Um, Roos helped us big time. Roos was like on a national championship flag football team at Appalachian State, like an intramural team. So he like had us play in zone defenses and 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 uh, we had these play sheets that the GAs would type out for us. And freaking Morrell was a high school quarterback. He was Jason Witten, the tight end. Back yeah. He was like Jason Witten's high school quarterback. So Morrell was good. And then um, – Oh, Zay was so good. The, oh, one of our GAs, he electric. was cat quick. We could just hand them. It was crazy. We lost in the chip. We got messed over by the officials, by the fraternity in the championship. You remember that? Absolutely. I, I think about it every time I watch football, actually. Yeah, we got we got messed over in the championship. It's the only thing we didn't win that year. Yeah, it was wild, though. 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, uh, on uh, on Sunday nights, it was great. When we we called our team Havoc or whatever, they finally yeah. figured out who that we were the coaches. Yeah, and then we started getting. Players, little, remember the players started to come to the games. Yeah. We started getting a little bit of a following. Like there started yeah. being people coming to the games to watch. And yeah. um, I just that remember, was fun. We couldn't. You can't do that anymore. It'd be some somebody would find something wrong with it. But that was a <laughs> heck of a time. I remember, and this is like you know, and we're still kind of getting to know each other. And I remember the first game we come out. And I think you're playing, you're playing safety or corner. I don't remember. You were playing either safety or corner. Neither very well, but I was out there. You're out there. And, but here's, here's the key. This is when I was like, oh, this is why this guy's so good. So first play, they come, they're calling out numbers, you know, seven, six, five, whatever, calling out the different routes. And, and so we're like, all right, these teams pretty organized on the second play. 
the second, the first one they called the numbers out on the second play, they started calling the numbers out. And you said seven is a curl route, five is a slant. And you just started calling out the other team's <laughs> routes. And, and then it was like, I was like, oh, this is why this guy's one of the best. <laughs> like, uh, he already figured out what their game plan was. And then they had to start huddling <laughs> all over the place. But yeah, they were organized. Some of those teams were really, really organized. That's what we realized because we kind of went out there haphazardly at first. And then after like a week, our competitive, we were like, all right, we told the GAs, like, y'all got to get the plays right. We got to have our stuff right. Ruth, like, met with them about, like, actual strategy and how to win. And, uh, you know, we had Morell in charge of, uh, you know, Morell goes off on the officials. He got kicked out of one of the games, didn't he? he got susp- didn't he get suspended or something for a week or something? Yeah, he was out for a bit. He still came and supported. Yeah. Oh, we, we had – we probably shouldn't be saying all this. I don't think anybody knows all this stuff, but yeah. it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I thought honestly, you build you build staff camaraderie. I mean, everybody. We all had a good time. We we looked forward to it. It was, it was a fun. That was a that was uh, that was fun. We planned our recruiting around it. Maybe <laughs> we'd we'd all be in the airport like Monday morning at four in the morning so we could fly out because we weren't flying out on Sunday so we could play in the game. Uh, you know, and I, I agree. Like, I felt like that was one of the best. One of the, one of the reasons why we were such a close staff is, like, we, like, sort of went on this journey alone. And then, like, I felt like we learned each other as we were kind of doing it. No doubt. We did that. You know, we ate lunch together almost every day. We are always around. Um, you know, and Shaka fostered an, an incredible yeah. environment where he kind of let us all do our own thing or be, our, you know, cause we're all very different, but we all got the job done and, and our personalities were different, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, I always say this about coach, but I thought was in coach. I mean, we haven't talked about coach at all, but he obviously is amazing. What I, what I always say about him is like, he was able to create this environment where you're like an early morning guy. Rhodes is like, you know, more normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I got a family, you know, so he's got a more right. normal life. Um, and, and obviously hardworking in his way as well. And then I was like more of like the late night guy. So you might get in at four 30 or five, whatever it was you're getting in and I might be leaving at three. Right. But shock had this environment where we could all kind of work together. Um, and I think that's really difficult to do after being a head coach for 10 years. It's like, how, how was he able to foster that kind of environment and us all be successful in what we're doing at the time? No doubt. No, I mean, it was, he let everybody kind of play to their strengths. There weren't necessarily office hours or anything. He just kind of came in and got what you needed done and kept it moving. And, and, uh, he was, he was really, really, uh, really, really good about that. And that's a huge strength of his, uh, as a head coach. Were you ever nervous? You know, we get to the end of the year and, you know, when you were a coach smart, it's like he had a chance to go to so many different places. Did that ever make you nervous that, that he had a chance to leave when you're working for him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you get, uh, yeah, I get nervous because you know how it is. I mean, you never, you hope you're going to be able to go, but you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I, I would get, I would get nervous, and as you know, he's so private, so you had no idea necessarily. And we were both, you know, very close with him, uh, but he's so private. Like you would find out before it hit the media, but about three minutes before it hit the media <laughs> is when you would find out. And so, you know, you really, you really, you didn't know. Yeah. I remember uh, in one of them, uh, we were at lunch. There's a, they had a little like Mexican restaurant that it, it, was, it was only there for like three months. They went out of business. We ate there all the time. Cause you get like five tacos for like two bucks. It was great. <laughs> it was right around. It was, it was, it was, 
right past the Qdoba and all that down there, like one block, one block down uh, on Broad Street. And so we were, I was in there and I found out he turned down some, you know, I, I, I got a text and I found out he turned out some job. I'm like, oh, OK, all right, we're back here again. You know, I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. just kind of got you kind of got uh, you kind of got used to it. But you just never because he's you know, you never knew exactly which one was going to make him make him tick but looking back i mean he had unbelievable uh discipline he had unbelievable foresight for somebody so young and i didn't have this um he understood probably more than even me or you or any of us just how good he had it at vcu yeah and he knew that and he knew he understood that as much as he understood it way more than i did and probably way more than any of us did. And, and he was he was just extremely, extremely patient and extremely, extremely um, thoughtful in how he went about it because he, he, he loved what he had and he didn't want to he didn't want to, uh, you know, kind of mess up and ruin what he had. And so um, but that takes unbelievable discipline that a lot of people don't have. I couldn't have done it with him. I'd have been I, I, I couldn't have. If it was me in that position, I, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. I I could do it now, but yeah. not 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 when I was not when I was younger. And, and he just had tremendous tremendous foresight on all of that. Yeah, I always say, you know, like number one, I was there, and he had that where I was there for like, you know, I was only there for a little bit. And for me, I was like the newest guy there, so I'm like, man, there's no way I'm going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, there's no way I'm making this trip, you know. But now knowing coach, you know, it, it's like that wasn't really that shouldn't have, that should have been a thought. You know, like he actually actually cares about all his people, and he's gonna try. Correct. To oh yeah, I shouldn't have. Right? No, but no, I at the time, you know, you're we just had them all gone in some capacity. There's no right. doubt about that. But at the time, you're just you don't you have no idea. You just don't know. Yeah, and you know, I, I give coach so much credit. I know you went through this. I went through this, and I don't think people realize like when you're like the coach that people are coveting and trying to get, it's like really overwhelming. Oh. You know, like you, you, it's almost like you can't really function. It's like exciting. It's like what you all work for. Everyone works for this. So it's not, I'm not complaining about it, but I would, it's the only time in my life I said, there's a lot of pressure in March for, for coaches on the move. Um, because you're just fielding all these phone calls from alums, from, you know, from donors, you know, you know how it goes and you're trying to like figure out what's the best decision, you know? And I think when you're in that, every place you're at starts to have some warts, um, and coach was able to kind of work through that and really make clear decisions. Oh, he was the best at that. And, you know, he limit, you know, he had a go between that people had to call. You couldn't deal with him necessarily on some of it. Uh, you know, he just, he was, he was really organized, really thoughtful and really, really smart about how he went about it. And, you know, quite frankly, he really helped improve the VCU program through all of that as well. I don't think he, yeah. it wasn't, and it really wasn't like you said, one of those deals where he was trying to hold him hostage because another, it was, Hey, look, this is what this school's coming at me with. This is what they have. You know, we need some of this. I really don't want to go there and I'm probably not going to go there, but you know, when I come back here, I need this to yeah. help us, to help us continue to grow and win. I mean, a lot of it, he kind of, used as a fact-finding mission to find out what other people were doing and what he could, you know, could bring back to VCU to help make them, to help make them, uh, to help make them better. But you know how it is. A lot of that stuff's more speculation. I mean, I was with him for, 
for four four years at VCU. I, I think there was only there was only like one or two of them that I think he was really really serious about. There was one of them I knew he met with. I knew he'd gone to meet with them, and and there was one or two of them he was very very serious about. The rest of them was just much more media speculation and people just throwing stuff against the wall and they may have called and said, are you interested? And he says, no, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. a lot they're separating fact from fiction. Looking back, it was a lot more noise. And, and, you know, like I said, there was, there was a few that I think he was very, very serious about and gave serious consideration to, but a lot of it was more noise than anything. Yeah. And I think now like us being in the seats that we've had, we recognize, like, I think when you're an assistant, you don't recognize how much noise there really is out there. Um, but when you become the head coach, you kind of recognize like there's a lot of noise. I mean, 98, 99% of it out there is noise um, that people are taking for fact in some way that may not or may that, that usually isn't even close to being true. Oh, yeah. I mean, shoot, the, if they get 20% of it close to the truth, that's a pretty good story on most of that, on most of the rumors and most of that stuff that's out there. It's usually about 80% false and 20% true on the good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just you don't realize that as an assistant because it doesn't affect you as much. But as the head coach, you're much more you're much more aware of that just because the effects on you are, are, are a lot more. Um, you know, there, there's a lot more effect on you. You know, in, in those in those situations, and so um, Chaka, like I said, he handled that stuff extremely, extremely well, and uh, that's probably why he didn't tell us because the more you, the more people that know, yeah. the more opportunities you have for 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 a leak. And, uh, you know, at that, at that stage, you don't want to leak. Yeah. And, and so then we kind of go through that experience. You go to Chattanooga for a few years, help rebuild that. And then you come back to replace coach. I mean, what is that? I can't imagine the pressure of that coming back, replacing coach and, you know, Oh, it was rough. It was rough. Um, you know, I replaced him and then, you know, the schedule we played like Florida. I mean, our, our schedule was brutal. We started off five and five. We ended up going to the NCAA tournament. That we started off five and five. And, uh, uh, I mean, it was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure. Um, you know, I, I was just told just keep getting them to the NCAA tournament <laughs> uh, because I think, I think at that point it'd been five or six straight NCAA tournaments and like nine out of 10 or eight out of 10. And, um, you know, you better keep the NCAA tournament streak alive. That was, that was, that was, that was in no uncertain terms, a directive, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great place. And, and they supported us great. Ed, the AD was tremendous. Um, and Palumbo, who's now at, at, at A&M Corpus Christi and the, the, the whole crew, they were, they were really Mac and all those guys, they, they were awesome, but it was, it was pressure packed because you're following a legend you're following somebody who really took the program to a unbelievable uh, level, and and the expectation was to keep it keep it moving and keep it trending in that direction. Luckily, I was kind of young and naive, and just kind of said, "All right, yeah, we'll just kind of figure it out and go in there and make it happen." And and you know, I I probably should have done a few things differently when I when I got there, but at the end of the day, we. We were able to to figure it out and and, and make make it uh, you know we made a couple NCAA tournaments and kept uh, kept kept their kept the streak alive which is what they told me to do. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, that's one of the more 
interesting interview processes with that one. I think you were involved in there a little bit. I was, Rhodes was, maybe a few other people. Um, because Ed's like, I mean, to me, that was like one of the shorter interviews I've, I've ever been a part of. It was like three questions because Ed really had an idea what he wanted to do, where he wanted to go with it. Um, and I thought that was just so interesting, you know, like, I think Ed, Ed has just said to me, like, how are we going to win a national title? <laughs> that was like the question to start, you know, I was like, wow, we're just getting after it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was, I met with him in a, in a hotel room in Indianapolis and, uh, I left there and it was funny. I, I, I left there and I didn't feel, I didn't feel, I didn't feel great about it, honestly. And, uh, I walk out of the hotel and like I turn left and Mike Rhodes and his family are at the final floor on the, on the, <laughs> like he's got his family right there. He's the first person I see. So obviously I go up and talk, you know, we're, we're competing for the same job, but we're still friends. And so, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was certainly, it was certainly, uh, interesting, but yeah, no, I mean, you know how Ed is, Ed's not gonna, uh, he's going to cut right through all the, all the, the chatter and just get straight yeah. to the, get straight to the point. Yeah. And I've like gotten to know him through the years. I think he's just, I mean, what an amazing job they've done. We talked about administration slightly, but going from Norwood Teague and, 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 and Mike Ellis and that crew to Ed and his, like, man, they've, they've had, I mean, they've had a lot of great basketball teams through the years, but they've had a lot of great administration. Oh, it's, it all starts well. with that. Dr. Trani and then Dr. Rao, who's there now, like it all, like that stuff makes a huge, huge, huge difference and um you know ed's ed's been uh phenomenal and and all those all those people have have really really supported the basketball program and and made sure that it's you know nationally nationally relevant which is what they which is what they want for the university it's part of you know it's so it's so tied into the university mission uh that that everybody everybody works really hard to make it happen yeah, I definitely say it's like one of the most fun places I've ever worked. Like you go into the game and it's, you know, it's crazy juice in the building. Um, it, yeah, you it, saw they just hired the uh, Ryan back. The yeah, they brought right him there. back. Oh, it'll be rocking in there. You know, we had him do a game at the Mount. They brought the they brought the VCU band up and did a game at the Mount my my, first, my second year there. Oh, um, I love it. And we still have, we still have my office at Mount Grad, so we still have people who were at the game. It's like one of the best environments they've ever been a part of, and that's where the VCU environment every single game. Oh yeah, and that's the other thing is, I think going back to like Shaka had such an appreciation for that yeah. that you know shoot I, I just kind of thought oh that's all right we're winning everybody's going to show up and sell out like you've seen it and I've seen it at other places that we've been just because you win doesn't mean people are coming. Right. And I mean, the, the loyalty and the, and the support of the, of the, uh, of the folks at, at, at VCU and just that environment they created in the Siegel center. Unfortunately, I was on the other side of it when I was at LSU and I had to take my team back in there. But, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it was still was a, an incredible environment. Shoot. I've got boosters at LSU that went on that trip with us that still talk about that trip yeah. and, uh, how wild the Siegel center was. Yeah, we, we had to I had to go back in there. Obviously, I went in there as a member of the tribe when I was coaching there, and then I had to go back as a head coach when I was at GW a couple times. Um, yeah, it's not and, as fun in that visitors' locker room and walking out that other tunnel. It's a lot more fun when you're walking out the the home team tunnel. Yeah, you can feel the juice differently. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> you know, um, 
it, it, and uh, I've been on that other side of it. And, you know, when they're pressing and trapping and, and it's different when you coach there, you kind of know what to expect. Um, but you do probably need a pretty experienced team to go in there once or twice to kind of just really know how to handle it. Um, and, you know, obviously I didn't get a chance to bring another team in there a couple of times, <laughs> but, but the next year guys will have a chance to figure that out. No doubt. No, you, it's the, the environment and their style of play can certainly eat you alive and quickly. Yeah. Last Call with Jamie and Christian is powered by Speakeasy for Sports, the first exclusive platform for sports professionals by sports professionals. We connect you directly with top performers in the industry and allow you to build the relationships that will help grow your career. Think of it as the Final Four, NBA Summer League, or any other sports convention, all now from your laptop and phone 24-7, 365. Careers grow through relationships and relationships grow through Speakeasy. Join the Speakeasy family today at speakeasyforsports.com. So you make that move, you go to LSU, which everyone, uh, everyone in our family is like, this is a great move for, for Will. You know, we were so excited for you getting a chance to go there. We felt like, you know, how you coach, how you operate, how you recruit. And, you know, you obviously turned that thing around pretty quickly. What was it about LSU that really attracted you there? You obviously had some other options, but what was it about LSU that, that really you know, pulled you, pulled you closer there to the South? Well, you know, I grew up in that SEC country and, and I, I really wanted to kind of make a run at it in the SEC. And quite frankly, they were the one that was open and the one that would give me a shot. Uh, but I mean, I, I really, you'd never, you know, you'd never know uh, when you take a job, like how it's going to work. I mean, Louisiana and LSU is a very, very different place, very, very different environment, very, very different place. And, um, you know, for an outsider like myself, it, it can be very, very challenging. Uh, I had no idea that, that, uh, you know, I would be able to form the connection with the fans and the, and everybody in the state. And, and, you know, I, I could coach a long time and probably never have the connection like we had at LSU between our staff, the players, the fans, uh, all of that. And the way they welcomed me and the people down there, you know, welcomed me, even though I wasn't, you know, from there, one of them uh, was, was tremendous. And I just, I didn't understand all that when I took the job about two weeks in, I figured out, I figured out real quickly, like I better get a pulse on all this. Uh, but the, the people down there were just, uh, were just tremendous. And what, and, what happened for you felt like you need to get a pulse on it? I just, it was just, it was really, really unique. You have a lot of people coming at you from a lot of different angles, uh, politically and basketball wise. And there's just, there's a lot of moving parts. I mean, any big time job, VCU, any of those big time jobs, there's a lot of moving parts, but in Louisiana, it's, it's just, it's totally different. It's the only high, you know, it's the only, you know, big time school in the state. It's the flagship university. You know, you got the governor who's involved and wants to know what's going. You just have a lot of, you have a lot of folks that are very, very invested in the program. And and you know, I realized, you know, I'm not from here, but I better, I better adapt and and learn. And you know, obviously, I came to to love it. I mean, the place is a great place. The state's an unbelievable state, and uh, the people were just, the people were just, uh, were just phenomenal. I mean. It, Anytime I still see people from Louisiana, we sit and they'll come up to me and we'll talk and and uh, and and have a good time. So the, it was uh, it was look, I got fired and you know some you know everything that that went on, but 
I wouldn't trade it. I, I, I wouldn't trade it. I thought that we, we had a blast for five years and I loved every minute of it. I love being down there. I love representing LSU. I love representing the people of Louisiana. And, uh, you know, I loved, I loved every minute of it. I ain't got, I don't have any, any real regrets. I wish I hadn't gotten on that phone sometimes, but, uh, outside of that, I don't really have any regrets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's so, it's so interesting. Like, you know, I felt like it was a great place for you just knowing your personality. I definitely felt like you're going to be able to fire up that, that fan base, you know, and it, it was, you know, as a friend and as a person who enjoys basketball, I like when LSU basketball is really good. I think there's an energy that comes out of there that is, that is phonetic, that is really good for college basketball. Um, and, and so I was like, enjoy watching you down there, watching you build that thing, loving the guys you're able to get in there and watch you guys have a lot of success. Yeah, the students there were awesome. Like the PMAC gets rocking now. See, it's 14,000. Like it's really, really loud. And I think we set a couple, we have two or three of the top five season tickets, you know, in, in, in the history of the arena, in the history of the, of the Maribich Center. But um, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was tremendous. It took us a little time with some of the students, but um, they were great. The band, I mean, everybody, Dr. Jones with the band, like everybody was just really, really, on board and trying to trying to help us, you know, become a championship caliber basketball program. And so that was fun. I got to see that from the ground level and really try to try to help, uh, you know, help help build all that as much as as much as uh, as much as I could. And I hope hope we built something that they can keep the momentum and keep it uh, keep it moving forward here in the coming years with with Matt and those guys. Yeah, it, it, it was so interesting. I remember you know, this year and just all the stuff that that's transpired in college basketball the last three years, just been like such a whirlwind. And I just remember watching, you know, watching Kansas win a national title this year and and just like, wow, just like really crazy mixed emotions, <laughs> you know, um, with the NCAA stuff that they're battling. Yeah, I was happy Kansas won, but no, <laughs> but I mean <laughs> – you know, look, I mean, look, the world's changing with NIL yeah. and with everything that's going on. The world is the world is certainly uh, certainly changing. I think the 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 views of the world are, are, are changing. And so, you know, I can't get into any of the specifics of all the stuff because we're still litigating everything. But, you know, I think I think certainly, you know, college athletics is, is changing. Some would say for the worse, I would say for the better. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw something the other day you know that now that i got all this time i can read some stuff that i wouldn't normally read but, but you read every morning though i know, like, I know you read every morning i can, read, like I can read more kind of garbage type stuff <laughs> so i saw that like you know everybody said nil people are going to quit watching college football and all. i saw that uh the notre dame ohio state game i believe and the texas alabama game both had over 10 million viewers and it's like one. It's like a select number of games since like 1994 that have had over 10 million viewers for a regular season game. So my point is, with NIL and people knowing what's going on with NIL, nobody's stopping watching the. It's not like people are stopping right. stopping watching the games. Yeah, I hate when people like throw out a random opinion and try to push it off as fact, right? Like it was right. like the people are going to stop watching the games because the kids are getting. It. And it's like there's no way to even number to say that. There's no way to know that was going to be true. Right? How do you know it's going to be true if it hadn't happened? Right. <laughs> People love professional sports. Right. I mean, it's uh -huh. the same. It's the same thing. And so and I, I think I think there's a fine line. I mean, I do believe in the, you know, developing the kids and the education. Like I I I believe in that. I was 
teacher. My mom, my mom was a principal. I mean, you know that we, you, yeah. you're the same way. You come from educators, but like uh, there's, there, but there's also, you know, they make a lot of money for the schools. The players do, and yeah. they should, they should get, they should get some of that. I mean, that's just, that's just a fact. Um, and so, you know, the schools should get some too, because the schools give a brand like an LSU or a VCU or a George Washington, you know, they give a certain brand to those players. So there's a back and forth and a give and take between the two, the two, between the two sides. But I think now we're getting more to a, to a level playing field on that, all that sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. And, and I've never, I never felt like it was, uh, uh, it was, it was negative, you know, I, you know, me, you know, me, you know, you and I see the, see the picture the same way, but differently in some ways. Um, and my whole thing was always just like, well, can we, can we, can we give them something, but then also educate them? Like, I feel like oftentimes they just want to give them something and not educate them. You know, right. and like, I'm like, we can do both things. Like we're educational platforms here. I mean, this is what we, this is what we specialize in. So let's no just doubt. make sure that, that if we're giving no, them money, it no, does no good to give them the money if they don't know how to invest it or use right. it or how to, you know, you know, figure out a way to pay the least amount of taxes on it. You know, all that. <laughs> so, you know, it does, it, it does you, it does you very little, very little good to, to, uh, you know, to, to do that with them. If, 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 if you don't have some of those other components in place. Right. No, it's, it, it's great. Um, well, Will, we got one other question for you. You've been great with your time, as always. Um, we do this thing on last call here where it's the end of the night. I know you don't drink, so this isn't a thing for you. Maybe we've had some sweet tea, but we've gone late into the night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, man, we've gone late into the night, and it's the last call. To the left of you is someone who's retired. To the right of you is someone that's still working. What two people do you want sitting beside you on the last call? Oh, that's a really good question. Wow, I should have prepared for this. I, I would, um, for the somebody who's still employed, uh, you know, I love Rick Patino. Why don't we go up and see him? I always, I don't know, I, I, I always, I interviewed for a job with him, but he was smart enough not to hire me. But I always <laughs> like, you know, I always think he's pound for pound, I think, the best coach in the game. And so, uh, obviously, uh, he, he'd be the one who's still still coaching. You know, he's still coaching. Uh, he's still coaching now. And then the retired would probably be Jay Wright, just to Ooh. pick his brain and see what you know. It's recent, but he obviously had a different way of doing things, and he built. You know, you got to respect it, man. I mean, he built a. I'm not gonna say he built it from nothing because they had won there before with Raleigh Massimino, but when he got there, it wasn't anything. I mean, he he built that thing from scratch, and it had his had his fingerprints and imprints all on it. And he really endured some tough years, Correct. Oh, yeah. down years and, you know, reinvented themselves about midway through. And, you know, one of the, one of the few guys, I would say the end of his career was maybe better than the beginning. No doubt. Right. Usually we all kind of fizzle out at the end, but he can. No of, doubt. He oh, he in. left. He was smart. He left when it was rolling. Good. Well, Will, man, I appreciate you joining us on the last call. You look forward to watching you succeed. It was fun, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us on The Last Call, powered by Speakeasy, where careers grow through relationships, and relationships grow through Speakeasy. We hope you enjoyed it, and we look forward to connecting with you soon.